Hey, it's Mastin. Welcome to the Mastin Kid Podcast. If you want to take your first step uh, on your trauma-informed journey, come to claimyourpowerbook.com and get my book, Claim Your Power. There are uh, a bunch of awesome free bonuses with that, including a 40-day coaching journey with me that will get you started on your trauma-informed path. Claimyourpowerbook.com. Enjoy. It's awesome. I put my heart and soul into it. And if you want to really start your journey to do your trauma work, claimyourpowerbook.com is the place to go to get my book, claim your power, and to get a bunch of free bonuses, including free coaching with me for 40 days. Please enjoy today's episode. Hi. Hooray. Okay. Hi. Um, I'm trying to get my heart to calm down because every time we do this, I am too like much <laughs> not i was for us. i was breathing through stuff to be like i think i'm the only one with my hand up um okay uh so i wanted to ask about um my thing is that because it involves being here which is hard for me like being on zoom is hard being on the spot is hard um but i think that my thing I thought it, I thought it was speaking in front of other people, but it's turning out to be like just this big fear of being of um I guess yesterday's workshop helped because it was like the biggest fear was just being shamed. Um and like and the fear of criticism. So I kind of just need to figure out how to get regulated so I can get feedback and discern the difference between feedback and like destructive criticism, like intense criticism <laughs> about what um it's it's a general it's a general issue so i wish i could be more specific about it but that like um like i had really intense hypercritical parents like every breath was a criticism it was just constant um that's my thing and so then like going into any kind of scenario where i feel like that might exist is terrifying Got like it. Like, okay. and I think that I freeze up and I just don't, I can't access what I need to access That makes just sense. to like come do the work. <laughs> like, that makes sense. So let me ask you a question. How did you get here today? Um, well, I did LPA and made a lot of progress, like just in, um, in stopping to suppress and then. Like that opened a lot of Pandora's box to where I've been feeling a lot of um, like but responses practically, to things. How did you get here today? Oh, how did I get like on Zoom? Yeah. Um, I thought about it yesterday and kind of made myself do it because I feel like I need to work on this. Okay. So, so not to be overly simplistic, but mm -hmm. that is your playbook for right now. Just trying. Showing up. Okay. Right. That's number one. Okay. Yeah. Now, were you just on the last training that we did? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. so number one, you have your safe co-regulation. So now it's about understanding, okay, what are my emotions around criticism mm -hmm. and this next level? What are my somatic responses and physical sensations? What's my thinking? And then as I start to move forward, what are my defenses? How do they present? And then we want to restructure those defenses and then eventually get the authentic expression. And by the way, authentic expression includes, and I'm scared that I'm going to be criticized. 
Right. Because authentic, what is authenticity? Authenticity is not emotionally vomiting on people. Right. Authenticity is a representation of what's true inside you. Mm-hmm. Right. And what's true is I'm having a hard time right now. That's authentic. What's true is I have a real fear of criticism. Wow, I just named that out loud. Oh wow. What's true is I'd really just like positive reinforcement right now. Yeah. Why are you smiling? Um well I was trying to figure out like I had such a good call with Jenna that one time. And I think that that was like so encouraging to be like, oh, okay. Like, like I can, like, I can do this. I can speak. And like, I know that I can speak. <laughs> like, I know that I can speak in front of people. Um, but then I like, I think we got on our, um, I don't know if we like address it. Like, it's fine to like be in a continuum that like we were on LPA and now some of us are here and stuff. But um, yeah. we were on the like, graduation call i'm like okay i'm gonna do this i'm gonna raise my hand i'm gonna say something because i do have things to say and then like it got to me and it was on you and i'm like it was like position of authority and then someone with like a little bit of wild card (laughs) responses to people like that freaked me out and i just like barely got a couple sentences yeah yeah like yeah that little bit and like, because yeah, yeah. you That's don't know. Compliment. That's a fantastic compliment, by the way. <laughs> well, I mean, you give, I know that you give what people need, but I don't know what you're going to think that I'm going to need. That is so a scary. phenomenal thing to know about my reputation. Thank you. Um, but uh, like, you're like the Facebook poke, right? Like sometimes you got to give people a little poke and I'm like, please don't Do poke. Do people even me. use that anymore? <laughs> no, but I do sometimes because I think it's funny. So, um. <laughs> It's a random like poke and they're like, what is she doing from like 2006? Um, but I no, like that. I, <laughs> but I just like. My father, yeah, when like I was, uh, my father described me when I was a child, he would describe me as a random number generator. <laughs> so that's been congruent my whole life too, by the way. So I can it's imagine good. that that would be confronting in a way. If you don't know what's going to come out, it might be bad. Exactly. Or like. Like all the work that that we've been doing, I'm like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Didn't know how my parents were gonna feel. Had to like kind of like be um, hyper aware of like what their face like was doing or like how that was gonna go and stuff. And so it's just kind of like, yeah. So yeah, showing up makes a lot of sense. And I'm showing up more in a lot of in a lot of things that I'm doing too. Like I've been wanting to, I've been wanting to be with people. Um, well, here's, it's a little scary. Here's what I'll tell you. Okay, like I'll ask this as a question: What if I told you that there is an antidote to perfectionism? Would you be interested to know what it was? Is it messing up? <laughs> no. Um. If that were the case, then it wouldn't be a perfectionist. I'm sorry, say that again? I'm asking a question, which is, what if I told you there was an antidote to perfectionism? Would you want to know? Yeah. And what would your guess be that it is? My guess would be that it would be to mess up in front of people over and over again until it's not scary. But Very close. 
If you were just a little bit smarter, you could have figured it out. <laughs> Not quite. Um, oh, shit. What just happened? How did that feel? Uh, like I got Facebook popped. <laughs> did it feel a little bit like a criticism? Yeah, totally. Do you think I did that on purpose? Yes. Why? Um, Don't get up. Because... You know exactly how much poke I can handle right then? I don't know. No. no. Um, What's this feeling you're feeling in your body right now? A lot of sadness. <laughs> you want to know why? Yeah. Because... All that criticism never got repaired. It was just an open wound. And so you think you have to get it right so that you don't get hurt again. And you don't know that it's the repair that makes it go away. So we can have a rupture and repair. So I just kind of created a little one to see what happens. It was like like the smallest of ones. (laughs) So can I say I'm sorry I got that wrong? Even though from a meta perspective is actually one part of a lesson that's intentional. A little yeah. of a risk I took. Well, well I, I told you I what I was wrong. afraid of coming in. <laughs> I know, and I, I did it. Look at that. Made you very aware of it. <laughs> and then I did it. Yeah. But are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. Would you be willing to accept my apology or do you think it's insincere or like mass and like and I don't want to know? Um yeah, I, I can accept your apology. And what if it's actually not about you being smarter? What if that was a great answer? Mm-hmm. It just needs some clarification. Yeah. Which is the antidote to perfectionism is repair. If you think you have to get it perfect, otherwise you'll be hurt and not be able to repair. Why the would you do anything wrong? Right. What are you feeling in your body right now? Um, some shakiness and a bit a bit of relief. Okay. Uh, uh, did you learn the poke is survivable? Yeah. <laughs> the poke is survivable. I tried to cover it too and it didn't work. You actually told me exactly what you needed. Yeah. <laughs> you guys were talking so much about that. I was like, oh man, it's going to just come back around and get me. <laughs> no, you, I mean, you literally told me exactly what you needed. So weird. You, okay. You realize that, right? <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense. Are you sense. sure? What did you tell no, me that it you makes needed? Sense. Um, I, uh, I told you. You didn't say I this needed, is what no, I no, need. No, 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 no. Um, it was in the beginning. Um, we, I said that I needed support. No, that's what it I said in the beginning. That, you did say that, but yeah. what or, did you, what did you tell me that you needed? Not 
by saying, this is what I need, Mastin, but you did something in this conversation that told me what you needed. Oh, did I told you that I was uh, afraid of the poke and the fear? Of Almost. The... When you called me, I can't remember, you a, never know what I'm going to say. A wild card? A wild card. That's yeah. basically your nervous system going, would you please be a wild card right now? Mm. So I, little tiny one. Yeah. I got more <laughs> in me than that, by the way. I know. <laughs> I know. I've seen it. Um, it's scary for me. So thank you for being a tiny wild card. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. And then we had, you had a wild card moment that you survived. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people in your life have been wild cards. You haven't been able to survive. Yeah. They're unpleasable. <laughs> Unpredictable and not able to repair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? But look, you made it. Just don't up next time, okay? Okay. I'll no! No! <laughs> you went into agreement way too quickly. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> For sure. I've got it all on my How often are you allowed to go? <laughs> like, not often. <laughs> no. Infinite. All the you can time. fuck up all, as much <laughs> as you want, as long as you repair. The only time you're not able to fuck up is if you can't repair. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, you can fuck up as much as you want. Not like on purpose. Right. But like you're going to face criticism because here's the thing. When you, you'll get this more in the program. When we start getting into relational dynamics, right? And you start to express yourself to other people. Well, part of self-regulation and and, and building healthier relationships is learning how to tolerate what's called negative affect from other people. Mm-hmm. which is other people's negative emotions and placing their negative emotions properly, realizing it's more about them than you. Mm-hmm. Right. But if you can't do that, you're never going to have a healthy relationship because you're going to be too afraid of their negative affect, which will be experienced as criticism. Got it. Which is familiar. And that is a defense that we want to start to restructure. Right. Got it. I like that. Does that makes yeah. sense. It'll feel yeah. familiar, even though it's different. No, that makes sense. No, that makes sense. Yes, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. No, that's something to look forward to. Because negative emotion has been paired with criticism and made about you in your history versus mm-hmm. negative emotion being decoupled from being about you. So it's no longer about you. It's about them. Right. And then not necessarily being criticism, but just being somebody disagreeing or being triggered in their own thing. It's about them. Yeah, somebody just having their own feeling. Doing. I own. value people who understand that their triggers are about them, even if it's about me. Okay. Because okay. your history, like, like if if you can't have a conversation about how your history is impacting how you're showing up now, and someone isn't able to do that, you're they're not much good in a relationship. Because mm-hmm. it's just going to be this like overburdensome thing. 
versus like, okay, I, I have enough awareness in myself to realize that this is familiar and being triggered by whatever you just did. And we can talk about that, but also like anything, what has to happen for Massa to feel abandoned, woke up, you know, like I bring that everywhere I go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. No, I remember I'm, 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 uh, this is a true statement. I remember one time I felt abandoned by a Listerine bottle because it ran out of Listerine. I'm serious. I'm serious though. But it's just like, I was like, so sad. Like you bottle. (laughs) What? Like, uh, you know, like not that that happens regularly, but that would happen one time. I remember thinking like, what the f*** is being upset? You know, because there's a young part of me. I was working through a lot of that stuff at that time. Right. And it was just like, you are so, that, that part is so sensitive. It's being abandoned by Listerine. <laughs> right. That part is always there. So if I make somebody else's like disagreement or somebody else's negative emotion mean I'm being abandoned, or if I upset them, I'm, they're going to leave, I'm, I'm going to be a really difficult person to be around if I don't know that about myself. Right. So yeah. it's important for you to be around people who understand like how what there is in their history is showing up now with you and not your work to do that for them. Got it. I feel like after talking with a lot of people recently, it's just like, I just think like what would happen in your life if you didn't have to educate people about all this shit? Well, if you just stopped educating people about this shit and let them do their own shit, you'd have a lot more energy probably. And choose different people. Yeah. I remember when I was first like getting deep into therapy, my therapist is like, you have to slow down. No, that's wrong. She said, it would be good for you to slow down. And I said, no, it wouldn't. And she said, that's because you don't know what's good about slowing down yet. And I had no response to that. I was like, how can somebody dismantle me in a statement. I had no defense, right? So then I was like, what the f- is good about it? And she's like, that's a great question. I go, oh, who is it? Great, thanks, right? But then I remember slowing down and it felt like I was coming out like light speed, right? And then I was like slowing down and then realizing that a bunch of people around me were f- so dysregulating to be around. And literally like a couple right. weeks later, I remember talking to her being like, you know, this whole slowing down thing, if I really, if I have to be slowing down, I really need to be more like careful who I surround myself with. And she goes, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Which is kind of like saying, you know, upon further review, one plus one equals two. You know? So yeah. Yeah. Right. So so how you place other people and their reactions matters. And and does that make sense? But then yes. you, it's also who are you placing yourself around? That base level co-regulation is so important. I've been I've been seeing that with uh from the from the last step that we did. I was like, there's this one and I get to hire in my job I get to hire my people because I'm a cinematographer, so I get to pick my crew. Um and there's this one guy who's like extraordinarily skilled. Um but I feel like crap when I work around with him and 
And I like realized during our first thing, I was like, oh, cause he's not, he's not freaking safe. He is not safe to be around. He is not good for me or good for the vibe on set. And I'm like, and I don't have to hire him. So, you know, bye. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I love that discernment. Um, I feel like, especially around what you just said, this, if I were you, my standard for my crew would be the vibe I felt from everybody who worked on everything everywhere all at once at the Oscars. I don't know if you watched it, but yeah, it, it, it was like, it was like, it was like the fans got a chance to be fans and the underdogs ruled the night and the whole night was just all heart. And it was like, I feel like the Oscars, if you watched it, it like gave us permission to fan be fans. And it gave us permission to realize that like you could be in something for a long time and to not give up. But more than anything, I feel like it gave us permission to like form great relationships. And you could even tell, like in one of the directors, I'm not sure which one, but the this guy in the brown suit who kept talking, that guy has a lot of therapy knowledge. Like he's been, must have been in like a lot of therapy or something as a writer director. I'm not sure. But the way he was talking was very like therapy-y. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, man, I can't even imagine. I haven't seen the film yet. I want to watch it. I really want oh, to. Oh, you have it. to. I, it's I, so I, good. I want, but I want to be able to like be undistracted when I see it. Um, and I've been trying to watch it since it came out and now I, whatever. So I'll get there. Um, but like the point is, is that like, like the amount of safety that had had to be there for the creativity to unfold is really evident. And when you see the players and who are a part of that set, right? Like nobody was like, Jerry Bruckheimer, like some hoity-toity. It was just like a bunch of just like artists, basically, and like people trying to do work. I thought that was, and it's like I think it's like the most awarded film almost ever, or something like that, too, right? And so, like, there's something in that. And I will say, my one of my all-time favorite moments. I don't, I cannot, I don't know the actor's name, but watching Short Round win an Oscar. I don't, I don't know how to pronounce his name. I don't, I don't know his name, but like, and then watching Harrison Ford give him another Oscar for the best picture. It was just like, I was like crying. It was so beautiful that that moment was so beautiful. Right. But that speaks to the culture. And here he was like on the red cart with a champagne carpet or whatever, taking photos and selfies with celebrities, like a fan. And then he's up on stage giving the most heart endearing like speech ever. Like to me, if I'm in like filming a commercial or a film or anything, I would want that culture of people around me you know yeah no it's totally it's it's the the times that i've had the most success have been the times that have felt um support on set and like and it's and then you have that openness for creativity it's very very clear but we don't like the culture in hollywood is not like that so they are an anomaly but definitely a goal like well, the Daniels anomaly are that, great. The, the anomaly that is now probably not an anomaly because of what happened, you know? So I don't know what's going to happen in the industry because of it, but I can tell you from the people I know that are on, that do really well in that arena, like, you know, safety flows from the top down, right? So however usually the director is really matters, right? Above the line people, um, but like safety is so important because everyone is contributing to the emotion of the scene. Right. And so yeah. like starting with that and you leading in that can be very powerful because I don't know, maybe you might step into directing. Who knows? I have no idea. That 
This guy's the one that asked him. But I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying, based on where things seem to be going, a director who knows what you know, but then also knows what you know about nervous system regulation, like who wouldn't want to be on that set? Yeah, no, it's... Um... Seriously. Do you think like the culture is changing? It does seem that way. And I think um, I think you get the ultimate high performance for people who feel safe and knowing what you know. I think knowing that can be very powerful. And because you're so sensitive to criticism, you don't want to not assert yourself, right? But right. because that'll be, it's important to do that. And I think you'll be uniquely qualified to help nurture people who are so, I mean, talk about people who are used to criticism I and mean, just go to a film set. Oh my God, dude. Sometimes it just depends on, you know, the culture, but like, holy shit, I've heard really, really gnarly stories. Right. And so it's like to create an environment that's not like that, very powerful and different. Yeah. And no, also that's... probably attractive to up and coming talent. That's totally true. I mean, that's, that's why I started LPA and that's why I'm here for this too. Like awesome. I need, I want that for my career and I want that for my um, growth as an artist, you know? Yeah. So. Sound, sounds like you're well on your way. Thanks for Thank raising you, your hand today. Thanks, Mastin. Yeah, you're so, so good. So good. Hey, it's Mastin. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. And before we wrap up, if you found value in this, one of the best ways to get this trauma-informed information to the world, if that's something that you want to do and to be a part of spreading the word, I would be so very grateful if you could leave a review on Apple or Spotify podcasts so that uh, you can review this. And hopefully it's a good review, but please leave an honest review. And especially if you want to leave a five-star review, I would be super stoked on that. But of course, just make it honest. But my goal is to share more trauma-informed information with the world. And I need your help to spread this information and reviews matter. So if you feel called to do that, would very much appreciate it. If you got value from this episode and from this podcast, we very much appreciate it. And uh, thank you so much for hearing me out. And if you feel called, please leave a review on Apple or Spotify, and we'll see you in the next episode.